Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Talking when you said when you when you hit me and was like, man, I I was watching your old. When you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I gotta go with him. You know what I'm hey. saying? Because a lot of people don't even know. Yeah. A lot of people haven't even put that together that I'm the same person that was doing that. You know, yeah. that's doing what I'm doing. That doesn't doing like unless you've been following me for a while and like you just you've been like really a follower, then you know. But a lot of people I see on TikTok be like, man, is this the same dude that was? Doing an old man, like I think a lot of people know you, bro. Like, and if they watch any type of content moving through their IG or anything like that, Mr. Mojo Brooks is coming up. through. Man, the sharp tank. <laughs> no jumper. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. Yes, sir. And today, I got a guy. I've been, hey man, I've been watching for a long time before I got on, man. You know, and even when a nigga would feel down through certain things, you know, I have to pick myself back up. I would catch one of your skits, whether it was yeah. the Mr. James and yeah. you know, like that, bro. That's dope. It was it was dope to watch Mr. Mojo Brooks, man, for real. And yeah. just to watch what you brought, what you bring to content, bro. Yes, yes. For real, man. I nigga. appreciate that, bro. And and way back then, you know, I'm gonna tell you when I was doing the Mr. James, I used to kind of feel like I wasn't really necessarily getting the recognition that I deserved from that. You know what I'm saying? So that the you know, to hear that coming from you, you know, is a that's a that's a major plus because I mean recognition, let's be honest. And I'm not saying people don't get I mean, they'll get a million views, but on Instagram to get dinner a million likes. Likes. Like it's crazy. That's a lot. Like I, I know what it does for the content community. So I'm like, damn, for a to do that shit independently he's yeah. got nobody pushing, pushing behind him nothing. you know yeah and you did the, the the most recent one i watched you do was the sniper fit okay i watched yeah. that one and then i watched you do the collab with jack is funny man that's my dog jack, man that's, that's, that's my, my dog my... <laughs> i'm gonna tell you something you know i say this all the time it's a new nigga every day yeah. but i'm telling you dude dude gonna be big man dude funny man like when we came together um, you know, you know, you can't every yo yo the chemistry not gonna be there with everybody. But when me and him came together, I'm talking about instantly as soon as the camera came on, it just you know it, it clicked. The ideas was coming together. I think, like I said, dude gonna be big, man. Well, before we talk about him and y'all yeah. y'all dealings, yeah, <laughs> I like bro. The most recent one is like you don't um, you never seem to, to fail. Like mm-hmm. it's like. You always come with something that ones up. Mr. James ran for a while. Oh, that wow. was, and if people aren't familiar with that one, he did a skit to where it was him playing the older trick. It was yeah. almost like Nate. Yeah. Off of set, set it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. kind of like a Nate, <laughs> like the way he did it. Yeah. And it, it was cold, bro. Yeah. Because but you but you do a twist to it, like the wide nose and the, yeah. the big face. Yeah. You know, he wasn't the, the most handsomest. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But he had the words for these little yeah. terms. Yeah, and he had the money. You know? Yeah, and, he had and, the money. He had what they wanted. And I don't know, because I, I tried to research even further back than that, and I feel like that was one of the ones that really grasped everybody. That's, that's what broke I, me. That's, that's what broke That's me, what yeah. I felt like where I found you. Yeah. You know Mr. James, so uh, it's crazy. So the first time that I had ever did Mr. James was like January 2017. And I was using the, you was talking about the face, I was using a Snapchat filter. And I, I want to say I had did the first one and I was like, I, it, it had did good. Like people was wanting more of it, but Snapchat had took the filter down. So I, I, I couldn't do it no more. And I want to say it was November, later that year, November 2017, they brought it back. And I'm telling you, like, I feel like things happen 
on time for a reason because I had it in January and then it went away. And then at that time I was doing other stuff, but I was kind of like really focusing on my stand up to get it strong because I said it ain't no point in me blowing up and then I can't get on stage. So the, the Snapchat filter was gone. It came back in November after I had, you know, went like six, seven hard months of just straight stand-up, open mics. You know, I'm doing showcases and stuff. So November 2017, the Mr. James filter, you know, the, the filter comes back, and it was there for like, I'm talking about it, it never led, like it had never went anywhere. So I was able to start doing it, and I'm talking about the first one out the gate. I remember as soon as I seen it on my phone, I was probably about an hour and a half away from home, and I was thinking about what you know what would be the next video, and um, I mean I, just how I envisioned my head. That's how I did it. I woke up the next morning, the video was at like 4.5 million views in less than like 24 hours, and and I just ran, I just ran with it, and I was able to do so much with Mr. James because it was character work. So when you got a character, you can put a character in into any situation. Um, and and that's how I was able to keep that man. I ran, you know, I ran there for a long time. A man. long time. And yeah. I'll be real with you. I I don't think for people like yourself, it's hard to like you said, man. I thought about it. I woke up and I did I that did shit. It. Yep. it wasn't really hard for you, right? You know, to just kind of bring up some content that like, hey, I think the people are like, I this. like this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying yeah. they took a vibe to you. Yeah, man. that's just cold right there, homie. Yeah. For real. Yeah, it's not a lot of people have um. Everybody wants to have the stage presence, right? Or right. be like, oh, I can get on. I can do, I can do that. what he yeah. does even better than him. Yeah. But I'm telling y'all, when y'all sit in front of cameras and y'all sit in front of lights and you yeah. know the world's about to, to watch, watch this, yeah. that shit changes up the man. Hey, good luck. Good luck. It's not for everybody. Listen, I just, did a, I just did an arena with it was me, DC on Fly, uh, Chico being Jess Hilarious in, in Columbus, Georgia. And I, like you said, people think they can do it until you step out on that stage and you standing in the middle of five, six, seven thousand people. You know, it's you. It's just you, and they. It's all eyes on you. Was that your first experience doing uh, something like that? No, that was. Do you know what? That I want to say that might have been the biggest space that I've been in. Mm. But I've done like four thousand seat theaters, two thousand yeah. seaters. I got a thousand seater that's coming up. I'm about to do. We got a twenty five hundred seater. I'm about to do in Minnesota. So and and I'm really built for those type of stages for those large audiences. Like I'm I'm. I'm built for that. Like, I write material. When I write jokes, oh, this going to kill in a theater or this going to kill in, a, in an arena. And then I got stuff that I know, oh, this going to kill in a comedy club. But, you know, I work so hard at just, you know, at both ends of the crafts, the stand-up. And then I always try to keep the content as far as the skits and stuff. I try to keep it fresh and, and as relatable as possible because if people can relate to it, they're going to like it. Mr. Brooks, please tell us when you first <laughs> thought about, you know, even doing some stand-up. Did somebody find you funny in a point? Did you feel like you believed in yourself? Like, I feel like I can make funnier jokes than a lot of these dudes. It was so, man, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't nothing that I wanted to do. I thought I always wanted to be famous. I just didn't know. I just didn't know how. You know what I'm saying? That's all. That's I just real, I just though. didn't know how I was like I, yeah. I want to be famous but I, I just didn't know how I didn't know what my lane would be and I guess the signs were always there you know when I was in fifth grade was the first time I seen the kings of comedy and we went home from from spring we went back to school from spring break and I was able to recite Bernie Mac whole stand-up set to my classmates when we got back. I met the school doing his jokes, you know. And shout out to the great like, to the Bernie great Mac, Bernie Mac. Real, from the man. crib too. Shout town represent. Talk about but, it. But he um, you know, so even then in fifth grade, like it was something that I liked. I always liked watching it, but I never like, you know, comp being a comedian just became popular. You know, it, it wasn't always a thing that a lot of people wanted to do. It just now became a thing where everybody's trying to do it or, you know, everybody, you know, putting their hand in it. So uh, my my sister-in-law, she used to be like, man, I used to, you know, tell them stories. I go to the barbershop, my barber, I would just tell them stories about stuff that It'd I was going through. the greatest through. conversations going on. At the on, barbershop, the man. man. Why you always think I keep my hair cut, man? Man, I, man I, once a week, there. I go once a week, man. <laughs> it's therapy, man. And I just remember sitting there and my barber was like, bro, you a comedian, man. Like, you need to, like... You need to take this stuff. You need to do it on stage. And I'm like, I ain't doing, I ain't doing that. But I've never been like afraid of speaking in front of people. I've never been afraid of, 
you know, standing up and, and being, I've never been afraid of it. So, you know, one day I was like, man, you know, I was on Vine and I was watching these guys on Vine and I was like, man, I could do this shit, man. I could do this. And I started doing it. And, you know, it, it probably, you know, when I first started off, you know, I was growing, you know, I was, I was doing the typical stuff, you know, when we first came out, everybody was trying to, you know, what moms be like, what dads be like. That's kind of what I started off doing and before I went into the Mr. James. So it's kind of like, you know, I kind of held on to the real until I was able to find what my identity was and who I was going to be, you know, as far as, you know, within the, the guidelines of comedy. And once I figured that out, then you got Mr. James. Then you got me at the ring doorbell camera. Now I got the, the child support court skits going. I, I mean, I got so much stuff going right now. But it's relatable. relatable. Man, listen. That's what, uh, listen. I got some new shit about the pop. I got some that is shit. relatable. I got to, um, I, I agree with you. I agree with you to a, a, a large magnitude of when you say, like, you was watching people on Vine. Yeah. You know, and not even to get into myself, but to keep it about you just to resonate with you. I think about, I'm like, damn, I was in Fresno watching Joe Rogan, a lot of JRE, and I would catch myself pausing it every yeah. time talking about it. And yeah. I'm like, damn, I could do this. Yeah. And then a year later, I found myself through here, homie. <laughs> it's just like, it, you it, know, it happens. and it's not like, and, 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 and it's not a, a diss to the people that, that's, that was no, doing it. No, it was just like, you know what, actually it's like, thank you, because thank you. you showed me that it was possible. You showed me that it was a lane there, and I know what my, what my capabilities are. So I'm watching like, oh, no, I could do this. And and I know what's in my head. You know, I'm not going to say it's better than what you're doing, but I know what I got people going to like. So you believed in yourself before anybody. Like, you yeah. knew. You said, hey, man, I can do this. I can do this. I'm going to step up to the plate. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because like you said, like, being a comic, like, there's not the, um, the, because I love Def Jam. Mm -hmm. And I loved, like, I loved watching these things, man. You know, even when BET, man, they would they would push these things. Comic View. Yeah. Comic View was popular. Was man, but I think it was for the up and coming. That's what I loved about, about it. Like, it, it had such a... Because you a, never knew none of the people. <laughs> you never knew none of them. You had to see what, what the fuck it was. Yeah. You know, so... To see now, it's like the only way you can get into being a comedian is if you already had some push. Yeah. I don't think that's cool because there's a lot of starving comedians out here that would love to be in these doors. But when they go and talk to certain people, they're like, okay, well, let us get your analytics. Yeah. How many followers you got? How many followers you got? I know so uh, many dope comics, man, that 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 go sad, through that. Bro. And it's hard, you know, here's the thing. It's hard for me, you know, because you know, as all I can do is get on the game. Yeah. This is what look, this is what you need to do. Right. You know what I'm saying? If you wanna, if you wanna do this, you wanna make this amount of money. You wanna get into these doors. Look, this is what you need to do. And you know, the internet is not for everybody. Everybody cannot. It's crazy because the the first the argument used to be that the social media, you know, comedians couldn't transition into being stand up comedians. But nobody ever talked about how the the traditional stand up comedians that we all know and love. How some of them can't transition over and gain and grow a, a social presence, and now that the wave is gone, now that the wave is went, social media is dominating the comedy game, and it's like you need this to, in order to do the, you know, in order to do the other. So, well, you know, when I talk to people, it's kind of like, you know, I'm in a weird spot because I got the numbers. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to get into these clubs. I'm going to get onto, you know, a lot of these package shows with, you know, with D-Ray Davis and, and Corey uh, Hogan. Like, yeah, Corey that's Hulk. my dog. We just Both did, we just, niggas is funny Man, shit, we just bro. did, all three of us was just on the show together in, um, in D.C. Uh, last weekend. So I, I mean, like Corey. Corey, um, Corey is, he, like, I watch his truth. stuff, like, outside of the stand-up. And, like, the brother got knowledge. Listen, the brother brings some fucking knowledge. I man. had never, I only had seen him on TV. Yeah. So I had never, we had never met. Like last Saturday was our first time meeting. And I, I even after I got done performing, I went and sat out in the, in the, in the audience mm -hmm. and I watched him. Dude is brilliant, genius. And a lot of people, mm -hmm. 
a lot of people think maybe he's a little too rough. Maybe, you know, no. he's a little bit too forward. But that shit is real. I, listen, I do the same thing. It's real. you're going to have people that are going to like it. I mean, me and Corey are in the same, you know what I'm saying, same bracket when it comes to that. Like, of we tell the... um. The ugly truth. The man. ugly it's, truth. It's, it's, you know, we're unapologetic in the way that we speak. We speak, You yeah. know what I'm saying? So for for him, I mean, he might have the a couple of critics or a couple of haters. Mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of comics go through that yeah. regardless of the yeah. fact. But the ones that are there, we know. Y'all know. We know what's up. And yeah. same for you. And it was real. Like, listen, when, when I listen to him talk and some of the stuff he say, it's real. It's, he say a lot of stuff that... Other men are afraid to say because they worried about how people gonna think about them. And anybody that can just can be unapologetically them themselves, who they are, and, and speak what's on their mind, yeah. and, and have no regrets about it, I can I can fuck with that. A well, I feel like you've been the same, especially with your content. Yeah, like, it's funny, but to be real, you show transparency and how far people are willing to, to go, go in certain things. To go waiting outside of a bitch mama house, or, in a, in a you know what I'm saying? Like that shit really happens. Yeah, I make jokes about it all the time and be like, man, some of these bitches they know what it's like to deal with a nigga to hop out the bushes sweating. She ask him, why are you here and why are you wet? Why are you wet? Why are you breathing hard? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it, this shit, it might sound funny. But there's people that have really, really went through. Oh yeah, that. it's people that's traumatized behind yes. those experiences. And listen, yeah. I man, I see it in, the, in my comments all the time. This video triggered me. You know, <laughs> I see it all the. I mean, all the time. This video triggered me. But it's real, and I think the light should be shined on the, on that type of shit. Right. People should see it. Have you ever had any videos that triggered you? That I that somebody else did a trick. Yeah, because me? obviously you listen, you make a lot of content. Yeah. Your shit get gets watched by the masses. Yeah. But you know, you being celebrity and you know, people knowing you, yeah. you know, there's stuff that you like to watch. Yeah. There's it stuff is. that you might just walk through. You don't watch your own Instagram, you watch another one. Yeah. Even if you don't follow a lot of people, you're, you're still just, just watching them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You so know what? I'm, you. you know, I'm not a... I'm not an easily triggered person, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and because I'm, and because you know, when you do comedy, first of all, anybody that does comedy and they does it well, they not all the way. Your shit not all the way right up here. Like you, you, you done seen some shit. You done been through some shit. Like, in order for us to laugh at some of the shit we laugh laughed about, like we a little bit, we a little bit crazy. I feel like uh, Dave Chappelle holds the crown right now. Of, as, as no, no, as of I'm talking about number one comedian, like. For the black, for for the for the culture, for the black culture, I'm gonna disagree. Talk to me. What, what what would you disagree in that? I mean, let's be honest. I with think you. Dave is top. Dave. I think Dave is Dave. Dave is one of the goats. I think Dave is top three. I think top right now, like top of the game, yeah. is Kevin Hart. And I'm gonna tell you why. I'm gonna tell you. Little guys stick to y'all. Y'all sure don't. Y'all well, stick together. <laughs> I see what the fuck it is. No. Dave, I got your fucking back. No, I we fuck with pulling this shit. We can smoke a cigarette together and talk about it I one day. I fuck with Dave, man. Yeah. Look, Dave, I fuck with Dave a thousand percent. But I'm gonna tell I'm just, this is the thing. Dave, what I respect about Dave, Dave come in and do the job, and then Dave disappear for a little bit come back he always writing he always got new shit his specials are always good i just the thing about kevin hart is it's the body of work of everything that he does yeah it's the movies it's the series it's all of the specials the the man got got fucking workout clothes he got he's he got a restaurant i'm talking about as a as a entity in itself but let's be real what i love about dave chappelle is he not only had his own skit show mm-hmm. that sold to the masses. Yeah. Dave Chappelle, the reason why we able to do the shit we let's, do now. Let's fucking so, be so honest. That, so that's, like, what, that's what I want you to understand. Like, he, I'll fuck with Dave. Yeah, and I like how he's able to get um, intimate with crowds. He don't even yeah. like to do big, big ones. He big likes ones, yeah. to sit where everybody can kind of sit around him. Yeah. And not only... Hear the joke. Yeah. Feel the joke. Feel the joke. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And them, like, the, and them, 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 them those intimate crowds, that's why I like doing comedy bro. clubs. You, you go into the comedy club and those people sitting up on you, you can make the show so much more personable to mm. the people that's there. You know right. what I'm saying? You can bring them into the show. It, so I, I understand that. I like that. But it's something about when you do those theaters and those arenas. 
the roar of laughter that you hear comes with with like an addiction that I can't even. Let's let's be honest and let's all right. Let me let me level with you here. Okay. Let's let's compare Kevin Hart with Dave Chappelle. Let's do it. I'm not saying Kevin Hart didn't have to go through anything, but he came after what when Dave Chappelle was bringing certain jokes, he really got some backlash. Yeah. Some bad things to where it made him up and move and people didn't even hear from him for a while. For a while, yeah. So you have to think about some of the things, and I'm not saying Kevin Hart, shout out to him, I'm not saying he ain't never went through anything. Mm -hmm. But when you look at what Dave Chappelle had to go through, he had to face adversity. He had to go through what comedians do is they they find that um that brick wall and either he's gonna go left, left and really left. go start telling some truth to bring some of the jokes yeah. or he can get stuck and fall off and I yeah. feel like Dave Chappelle he didn't get stuck on that I think either you love him for what his him being unapologetic about how he speaks speak. let's be honest his jokes are funny yeah they're funny bro yeah. but people take them so to heart because. To them, it's not jokes, it's, it's truth. It's truth, yeah. It's and truth. here's the thing, you can tell a joke that's the truth. I thought that's what the funniest jokes were. It is. I'm just being now, honest. Look. I thought that was the funniest jokes, right? Is when, when you it's find the truth. Some, you find because the truth. Because it. if it's true, that means we're relating to it. That means, like, mm. I've been through that. Or I know somebody that's been through that. I know somebody that knows somebody that's been through that. But I, the difference with, and, and, and I love what you said, and 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 they two different type of comics. Yeah. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle, he he's gonna he's gonna straddle the you know that defense. He he gonna he gonna he gonna step over the line. Whereas the Kevin Hart, that's not his lane. You know what I'm saying? It's he don't, not his yeah, lane. He don't he don't go there. You know, he gonna talk about relatable stuff. You know, he gonna talk about his family. He gonna he gonna talk about different experiences and adventures he gonna he went on. He gonna talk about relationships. And that's okay too. And I think you kind of get the best of both worlds from from the both of them. What I love about what well, 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 you're right. Mm -hmm. And you're absolutely right. Like um Dave Chappelle reminds me of the guy that's man on the street walking with a cigarette. Mm -hmm. And he, he's gonna tell you some stuff that he's seen walking on the streets. Yeah. Just he didn't have to be a gangster. He didn't. He could have been a hardworking man. Yep. But every day he's got to walk through something. a certain neighborhood. Yeah. He got to walk through certain shit, and he sees it, man. You know and what I feel like it. he brought. Yeah. And he speaks. And he it, speaks bro. it. Like, yeah, yeah. So I and I, I love that about Dave Chappelle. Like like I said, I'm with you. I feel like him and Kevin Hart. Um, I think they both like at the top of the game. But yep. the only reason why, like I said, why I said Kevin, I just think. It's just the body. It's just everything that he. It's just everything that he does. Like he's always doing something. You always. I mean, kid cartoons. You know what I'm saying? He's voices in that. Like he's just always doing something. And I think that's just the epitome of a hard worker. Not saying that Dave don't work hard. I know Dave work hard. Cause Dave, Dave, I've never. You know, you will see Dave go up and do a whole new set, and he just dropped a special. You know what I'm saying? Last week. So you know he worked hard sales, to write this shit. Yeah, it sells. So, like I said, I, I think it's just two different ones. Yeah. And Kevin Hart be number one. Number one. You know what I'm saying? And what I do love about Kevin Hart, to go and jump on that side and, you know, we'll keep it moving. But just to look at Kevin Hart, yeah, he does have a lot of accomplishments. He's has, he has liquor. He has liquor, certain yeah. things that, like, people are, like, really, he does movies. He does stand-up. He does a lot of different he things. In the, he in the U.K. right now doing his tour. He doing his tour, like, overseas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like. He taking his uh, material that he wrote here in, in America and Can taking it over here. just face the fact that, look, because <laughs> we'll never get off of it, so I'm just going to face the fact here. They both at the that, top of the no, game. That the short guys stick together. <laughs> that the short guys stick together. I said it in the very beginning of the conversation. Listen, my, and I'm going to say it at the end of it. My my opinion I, is definitely y'all do is definitely biased because y'all stand together. No, you know don't what? Leave each other side, like for the like small ones. Y'all get up to this fucking magnitude. I don't think y'all don't leave it, bro. Listen, it's okay. Listen to me. We understand. I'm going to tell you, I have a personal connection okay. with what Kevin Hart went through to get to where he at. I read, so you you understand the story. I understand his story, right? And because I understand the story and what he came from. And what he overcame to become who he is today, I respect that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, I, I respect it. And I'm not saying that Dave Chappelle didn't have a story or nothing like that. But Kevin's story. They're probably going to hear this. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Kevin's know. story definitely resonated with me. Did we fuck up? No, nah, we good. <laughs> we good. Dave's going like, to be like, that's that nigga's opinion, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, we've talked about 
Kevin Hart. We've talked about Dave Chappelle and their stories, but how about Brooke's story and how you've came up and how you've had to face adversity through a lot of the challenges you may have to face? Yeah, man, I came a long way, man. Like, you know, when I when I think about it, and, and I thought about this the other day, and it, and it struck me that if I wasn't doing comedy, I don't know who I would be. You know what I'm saying? Where would I be? Scary, isn't it? You know, it's scary. It's scary, bro. It's scary. When think you sit that shit, too. Man, I if you think lie. about it like, damn, I'm like, like what would I, you know, where would I be? What would I be, you know, what would I be doing? And you, I see, you know, you date different women, and you hear about a lot of the guys that they done dated, and you just hear, you see some of the shit these dudes be out here doing, and you be like, damn, like, I was a decision away from probably being like him. I ain't going to lie to you. I said in my first soft white underbelly, I'll keep it brief, said in my first soft white underbelly, I don't want to think about what I wouldn't have been. All I can think about is what I am. What right I am right, right now. now. For real, bro. And it's, I, I, I do sometimes think about it. I catch, you know, glimpses of it where I'm like, damn, it is kind of scary to know, like, because the, the unknown's always shit scary. Say, you think about shit you got to roll with it. You got to roll. You, be a you here now. Mover. Be a mountain mover, yep. bro. Be you a hear, mountain mover. You hear, you hear now. And, and so, you know, like I said, I had that thought. And, bro, you know, I just think about it, man. I grew up, came from the west side of Chicago. Mm. My parents... Um, you know, still together, 38 years, still together. We grew up in the... I used to go to Taste Buds. Yeah. I used to go to Taste Buds. You used to go to Taste Buds? Madison. Man, my, um, Madison. My, my best friend's family owns Taste Buds. Taste Buds fire. Yeah. 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 You get the cool ass. Yeah. Yeah. We were doing that many years ago, man. That's what's up. Yeah, man. West Side Chicago, man. Shit, man. Shout out, man. Rest in peace, man. King Bing, man. All them dudes, man, down there for real, man. The real ones, I grew up in Humboldt Park. So growing up over there, you know, that was a Hispanic community. A lot of Latin kings and stuff over there, Hispanic. That's where I grew up at. How was that for you? Damn. Man, Get you know, man. it was blacks over there. They thought you was Puerto Rican. They probably you did. probably played that shit no, off a couple no. times. I dated the Puerto Rican women. He come through the neighborhood. He trying to walk from school. Like, man, hey, man, hey, hey, man, yeah, man, hey, Bobby, 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 <laughs> Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> Chill, Bobby. I'm taking my books, my books. Man, look, I'm, my, I'm walking home. Like, <laughs> my dad, man, my dad was so plugged, man. Nobody ever. They didn't. They ain't bother us, man. Like, cause they knew who my dad was, but. Um, you know, growing up over there, my parents, you know, they was just always helpful. So, you know, me growing up, I was the middle child. And, you know, I had cousins my age. They would let them come live with us. I had a nephew my age that came to live with us. So everything that I had growing up, I had to share. My clothes, my game, my room, my like everything that I had, like I had to share. I, and I felt like as a child, and I never asked for nothing. I never complained about it. It was just, that was just my life. And I had an older brother. I had a younger sister. And because they were the oldest, she was the youngest, they still kind of got, you know, they kind of got that special, you know, treatment to, you know, towards them. Whereas, you know, I was just the one like, you know, I was just there. And it wasn't that I felt less loved or nothing like that. It was just much more like I just grew up sharing. Like I grew up having to share everything. Um, and then, you know, from there, I thought I was going to play football. Um, that, you know, that, that was short lived. I caught a case when I was, uh, a senior in high school, they kicked me off the football team. Then after that, it was like, all right, what I'm going to do? I started promoting parties. I was a party promoter, janky promoter. Wasn't making no money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> wasn't making no money. I mean, I had a, we had a few, man, listen, we had a few, we had a few, we had a few events that popped off that was like really like some legendary events, some legendary parties. Yeah. But outside of that, we had a lot of, you know, a lot of 30 people, you know, 20 people showed up. We had a lot of that. So, um, and I went from that and I was about to be a cop. And whoa, yeah. Let's indulge on that. <laughs> ever had a man ever sit here and admit that to me? I know uh, we done dug deep. Hold on, sir. Take the sign out of here. We don't need to dig it too deep, man. I, fuck, sir. What the hell going on, man? What you mean you was about to be a cop? Look, this is, but this is the point that I'm like I'm I'm gonna get to. So I went to college. Now I went to one of those college like you know one of like Everest. Like I went to a college like that. It was called Westwood College. Yeah. And um we um you know, I studied criminal justice there. I got my degree. Um but by this time I had already caught two I caught two cases by this time. I had a 
they both were misdemeanors, but I, you know, I caught two cases. So anything me trying to get into criminal law enforcement was going to be tough. So at this point, I'm just trying to do something because I need to figure out what I'm about to do with my life. And now I got a daughter on the way at this point. So I was about to be a Chicago police officer. I went and took the test, polygraph test, drug test, all you of that. You know you ain't want to be that. I didn't. But finish the story, and I'm going to tell you why. I was, it just came out. Listen, he said, you know you didn't want to be there. You didn't want to be, not Chicago. No, I didn't. I didn't, not but, there. you know, it was like, to me, I was looking at it like, this a way out. Like, I'm going to make some good money. I'm going to right. have some different things. <laughs> There's a way, way out. out, all right. But you know That's what? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> the benefit, I would have got it's... the benefits. I would have got all the benefits, and my daughter would have been straight. And that's all. At that point, that's all I cared about. So I was willing to sacrifice what I want to do with my life to make sure that she lived a comfortable lifestyle. Right. So I went through the whole process, and then I just stopped hearing from CPD. Like they, they never sent the email to let me know when I was supposed to go to the academy. None of that. Fast forward, I started going viral. I started going viral, and then they reached back out. They was like, "Hey." You know, we want to bring you in. They sent me an email. The offer was like for like eighty five thousand. Me to go to police academy. At that time, I wasn't even. I was collecting unemployment. I had got fired from my security job. I was collecting unemployment, and I was doing comedy. Oh, and I was you trying, sat and did nothing in the booth. In the booth, yeah. <laughs> I was a supervisor though, so I had to do payroll and stuff. You know, I had to do little stuff. I had to do administrative stuff, but. It's, yeah, and listen, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you something, bro. All, if you look at it, and, and I'm telling you, you probably can do this. If you go back and look at your life, and you look at everything that you did, it tied into what you are today. Because mm. me doing security, mm. because I didn't do nothing all day, it made it easy for me to go home and do Mr. James videos when I got off of work. I was at work not doing nothing. Right now, videos all day. All had its purpose. Now think about if I was working at Amazon, moving boxes all day. I ain't got time to think about about no video that I'm gonna do when I leave here. So that set me up. To sit down and really think about what it is you're going to do. Okay, I'm doing this comedy stuff. I ain't doing nothing at work. I'm writing these skits out. And I'm going home and I'm doing them. So I got fired because I had started going viral. They had seen the Mr. James videos. And I had did one at the job. And they was like, look, you either going to focus on this or you're going to do your comedy thing. And the guy told me, man, I swear to God, I wish I could see this guy. He was like, you know, you're making good money here. He was like, you don't really think you're going to blow up doing comedy, do you? To my face. I, I wish I could see right I now. wish I and could he, see him. He probably is a fan of uh, a sharp tank, no I, jumpers. And, so if he, you, and if you see this, is this camera, what R. Kelly say, is this camera on me? <laughs> <laughs> Look at me now, uh, bitch. <laughs> hey, so, what'd you think about the, hey, <laughs> I gotta ask you, go speaking ahead. of R. Kelly, mm -hmm. us being black, man, because mm -hmm. I'm curious to know your fucking insight to oh, this Oh, God. What did you think about Sukiana and Young Miami saying that they like to be peed on. Um, Versus with R. Kelly being in, I mean, I'm sure they want to say he's in there for Mo, but sound like one of his fetishes was he liked to pee, pee on, on bitches. Yeah, yeah. Man, listen. Um, <laughs> it fucked me up, man, because Young Miami, oh, that bitch so bad to me, man. Yeah. Beautiful um, woman. Man. What you think about that, man? You know, I don't know, man. Why? I don't, I don't. I don't know why they want to do that. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know why they want to do. You piss on bitches. R. Kelly do. <laughs> Listen, I had a chick actually do it before, and I was like, "No, I ain't doing that. Like, I ain't doing that because I just you just don't want to be known as the next dude that's been out here peeing on her." Well, I say this: you ain't never peed on a bitch. I ain't never did it Hey, <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. It's like you ain't no, fucking you for real. I had a conversation with somebody the other day. All jokes aside, I had a conversation. No, for real. With you, hold on, no, 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 no. Wait, hold on, nigga. You Did know, you pee on a bitch or not? Did I pee on a bitch? <laughs> Did you pee on a bitch or not? Man, I played the fifth. <laughs> Uh, uh, my name Bennett, and I probably wasn't up in it. I don't know, church. It was out of my body. Like my nigga Kevin Gates said, I was out of my body. All right, go ahead. You no, know, but we had. <laughs> We had <laughs> we had a conversation uh, the other day about the situation of uh, that's crazy. Our, <laughs> hey, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <look. laughs> you a wild hey. boy. You a hey. wild boy, man. Hey, <laughs> don't knock it till you try. It. All right. Hey. All right. <laughs> I feel bro. like you gotta do everything once. Hey. 
at least take look, a long, look. steamy, sideways piss. He don't, uh, he don't know what he, he don't know if he did it or not. He I like, wasn't even there. I was out of my body. Yeah, out of I body, there. Uh, attic body experience. But, all, all jokes aside, I'm, but the only reason I brought it up, and it's been funny. Yeah, all right. Ha ha, Mikey. He <laughs> dying over there. No chuckling back there. You? She's laughing. He's, she, oh, she's laughing. <laughs> all right, so, you know, all jokes aside, man, when you look at it, man, like, they tried to put these type of allegations on certain people, like, you know, R. Kelly and him yeah. saying he peeing on bitches. But right. you got chicks that are as beautiful as young Miami. You know what I'm saying? And Sukiyana. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sukiana is just her. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? How she is. Yeah. These girls admitted to like, they here, like though. being peed on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And and I heard somebody say, uh, well, how about, you know, how old were they when they did? Man, you never know if they liked it from young. You don't know you what don't chicks know. were on, man. You just you you can't sit there and try to like put pinpoint that as like, oh, he likes he to introduce them to he that. He introduced yeah, them. Yeah, no, yeah, man, yeah. because you got badass chicks that have made it through the rap game and or they have careers that are admitting that they like that. Being peed on. Like they like being peed on. So you cannot sit there and try to knock. Let me ask you this though. Talk to me. Let me ask you this though. <laughs> because I, I a lot of people don't talk about this though. Come on. Let's Is it a crime it. to pee on a bitch? No. So you no. so so you shouldn't. You can't show me a law. That says <laughs> it's not a law. I love making content. And if a hey. bitch act, if, if, if she asks for it, straight up. Now peeing on a bitch without her consent is different. But if she asks for you to pee on her, that's you ain't broke no law. I look at it like this. You know, bitch could say she don't like to get peed on, right? right? But bitch, what if you squirt on him? Is he supposed to feel the same way? That's pee too. Should he feel the same way? I'm just saying, should he not want to fuck with you anymore? You know what, though? Right. I like I like the B-squares. Right. Though. I like that. You don't like that? Feel like you did your job. Yeah. Yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. you did your job. And that shit coming up out of there. So why the bitch feel bad when she might catch a little bit of... That's because that ain't got nothing to do... <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't got nothing to do with her job. <laughs> Nigga, you just didn't go pee before you came in the room. You just had to go piss. <laughs> <laughs> You had to go pee and you stay right there. You that's true. That's... <laughs> I fucking you hate try, you try to make You try to make it like it was the same. No, it ain't the same. You had to go pee. I'm just trying to, bro, I'm just trying to look at it, right? Because I'm like, damn, okay. Bitch can say, like, you know, I ain't like the nigga, like, I ain't like him really pissing on me. Right. But bitch, you squirted and pissed on him. Can he feel the same way? If at he... this point, if that's not what he likes... Bitch, you better hold your pee just like a lot you of that nigga to hold A lot piss. of them don't tell you that it's about to come out. So, bitch, is he supposed to tell you? But his, <laughs> I mean, not uh, telling, not telling her though is wild. Just standing up. That is wild. Just standing up and she laying there and you just start. What pissing. if you can't make it to the bathroom? Pissing on her is still wild. <laughs> like, you could you could have pissed anywhere. <laughs> pissing on her, like now you're doing it because that's what you want to do. <laughs> You gotta ask for if you ask and she say, listen, I had a chick say, like, she was like, she wanted to get in the shower and she wanted me to pee on her. And and I didn't only reason why I didn't do it is I didn't I didn't have to pee. You know why? You know, I think a lot of chicks say <laughs> that's fucking hilarious, by the way. <laughs> that you would have done it, but you didn't do it because you didn't have to I didn't have you to pee. Piss. But there's some chicks that I'm gonna be honest with you, like in in a sex setting, and I, you you see it everywhere, like they they like to be um, degraded in a way, in a good way. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, yeah, they like they, to feel, because you know what it is? People like doing stuff that you know you're not supposed, supposed to, to do. do. And I said this in an interview earlier with a young lady. I'm yeah. like, that's what makes it taboo. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's what they like about it. They know it's wrong, so they do so it. So they do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So can I, we really blame R. Kelly in the sense here, homie? Let that man go. I feel Free like that this. man, bro. I feel like this, man. Pat's new. I don't think the I don't I don't really He's Chicago native, right? I am. I don't believe no, that. No, R. Kelly Chicago yes, native. I don't believe that I don't think that he did everything that they said he did. Um and I don't like I said a lot of stuff that they was deeming as crimes like him telling them that you know, they had to look down and not look at other men. That's not a crime. Look how they did a godfather of 
comic of, you know, just being a comic and true in his prime and his reigns. Bill, Bill Cosby. Cosby. Come on, bro. Like, we got to look at things like this. Yeah, R- I-, I know it's different because R. Kelly is R.B. Yeah, he's R&B. Was set to be an opera singer, but got into R&B. R&B. And then you have Bill Cosby, a comedian, um, America's dad. Dad, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody watched him. If you had anything, like, I get it's different today, but when you was coming up, man, like, Bill Cosby and them was everything. Was man. everything. Like, yeah, yeah. No, I know. I used to watch Huxable. the Cosby show. Yeah. I mean, you know, the thing, the, the only thing with, with Kells is this. And I feel like we... We have to say that we do have to acknowledge this. It, it was some underage activity going which on. Which wasn't right. Which wasn't that. But that that was wrong. It, but what made it even more horrible and why I say let him out, and this is, um, is the parents knew about they it. They knew about it, yeah. So if For he's sure. going to be locked up, let's lock let's the, the parents, parents up. Too. Yeah, they knew about Their it. Their asses should be in jail right along with him. That's I just, all I'm saying. My thing is, is how, to, how, how, my thing is this, bro. Money's a motherfucker. If, if and, and we, we can go to the later parents. Let's go to the parents that, that was on the documentaries. Yeah. Bro, we all heard what Kells had did back in the day. Talk that shit, We bro. all heard about what it. What happened? I'm a father, bro. I'm a me father. Too. I got a six-year-old daughter, bro. My daughter decided she want to be a singer. If my daughter would have came to me and said, Pops, R. Kelly want to help me take my music career mm. to the next level, I would have told her, we good. We good. If I cannot be there every step of the way, if I can't be there, then you're not going. How y'all was letting these kids just go off and be with them by itself because the the music career, man, that, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. Y'all heard, you heard what happened. You heard what yes. happened. Fuck that he was acquitted. We all knew that when he got acquitted that he had just got, he got lucky. He had got lucky. We knew that. If anybody seen that tape, did you see the tape? From I back saw in there? some of it. Yeah, I saw the tape. We all knew that was him. We all knew that was him. We all knew that was him. Facts. Dave Chappelle did a whole skit on it. Piss on you. If it, if Dave Chappelle that wasn't. Which was on the Chappelle was show. Was on the Chappelle That's show. That's real. Yeah. That's real as fuck. So you had That's all that stuff going on. Like, we all. Knew. Like, that's what it was. So there's no way my daughter would have been able to come to me and say, Dad, I'm, I'm about to go to R. Kelly's studio. He about to help me take my music career to the next. No, hell no. No. <laughs> Fuck no. I think your fans are going to love to see you like in this mode. Like I'm just talking about yeah. some real shit and yeah. your, your output to this, man. Because yeah. like, I looked at it the same way. That's the only reason I say R. Kelly should be let out is because the parents knew. They if knew. They never knew. Okay, cool. Yeah, things happened the way they were supposed to happen. But these people knew about they it. Knew and about if it. they knew about it, I feel like they're just as guilty as him. Because what happened is like, as soon as... Oh, R. Kelly broke. You know what I'm saying? Can't pay no more. Bro, and, and, and I'm just trying to figure out how y'all charge him with racketeering. Mm. How how did y'all charge the man with racketeering? They think that's that's they that's what they think racketeering is. That's crazy. I feel like you know. Here's the thing: if y'all gonna charge them with having sex with underage girls, I'm cool with that. Charge them with that. Yeah. Racketeering, y'all gonna charge them like he in a mob, you know, like he had some type of real. They tried to make it seem like this shit was strategically set up, right, and right. I don't think it was like that. I think he was just seeing girls that he like. Hey, tell her to come here. Look at Aaliyah. Why are people like forgetting about that? His her parents niggas signed consent for him, and they knew she was in. And these parents that let they. Kids go with go go with him. They knew he was married to Aaliyah. She was 15, 14. They knew that. Facts. They knew that. So here's my mm-hmm. thing. You can't say you didn't know that shit was on the news. You know what I'm saying? I knew about it. And the parents are older than me. I knew about it. So my thing, like I said, the parents, for, for people to sit up and be like, oh, well, you got to understand it was R. Kelly. That's exactly the point of why I wouldn't have allowed my daughter Facts. to go there. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't allow her to go there. And if you was worried about your daughter being rebellious and going on or going by herself, it was easy to, to nip that shit in the bud. Like, hey, hey, Mr. Kelly, hey, this ain't this ain't it with my daughter. You know what I'm saying? If you think you're gonna be working or seeing my daughter, you know what I'm saying, I ain't there, you know, we'll we'll get the proper, you know, shit involved, you know what I'm saying, to let you yeah. know that this ain't this not gonna be one of those. So I just feel like the parents, you know, one I know one of the parents was like, oh, I didn't want my daughter to be rebellious and she go and see him and we don't know. 
Okay, so she was going to see him, and you do know. Mm. Mm. I just feel we, like I'm with you. I lock, uh, lock we'll, everybody we'll, up. We'll, we'll, yeah, lock, lock everybody, everybody up. up but I, we'll get off that. Hey, homie, I, I really want to talk about, like, man, what made you think of the uh, Miss Jackson skit where you came up, man, in the sniper suit? In the sniper suit. suit. I got to know about this, because that motherfucker, listen, for the, for the viewers that don't know, this motherfucker went viral. I, I watch a lot of content on Instagram, mm -hmm. and um, it's rarely, even Instagram will post people, and I've rarely, I'm not saying they don't go up, but I don't see, like, just a million views. Yeah. Or a million likes. Likes, yeah. A yeah, million yeah. likes. This yeah. means, man, there's a, I can only <laughs> yeah. imagine what the numbers were, the, yeah. the, the back view yeah. of the back office. Yeah. What even made you come up with that, man, even before you linked up with Jack is Funny and got in the car with him about it? Um. So, the ghillie suit really came to me um one day I was just so I had already been doing like the ring videos at the door trying to get my girl back. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm one of those people that I'm always thinking like, how can I, how can I top that? What I just did? What can I do to top that? And I was sitting at my mom's house because I shot that video at my at my mom's house. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking and I'm just looking at the trees as I'm thinking. And I was like, damn. I went on Amazon and I typed in grass suit, you know, camo suit, and it popped up. And I'm looking at the trees, I'm like, man, if I'm blending in and I just pop out out of nowhere. <laughs> I said, the fucking dialogue in the video don't even matter at that point. Right. Just, <laughs> just the fact that I got this fucking suit. <laughs> The fact that I got this suit and I could just pop out with this bitch on, yeah. I say that's gonna be genius. I went right on Amazon. <laughs> I ordered the shit. I mean, I was the, up, buddy. the like, day yeah, that's fucking genius, bro. Like, bro. <laughs> bro, the day that shit came, I'm talking about. I was right over there, yeah. and um, man, it's, I mean, after I shot it, I did it in like maybe one or two takes, and I said when I looked at, it, I said, "This the one to do in one two takes." And though you saw it. That's I said this the one, and Snoop when when Snoop Dogg Snoop Dogg posted it, um, I mean I mean some of everybody, DL Hughes, I mean it was like DL Hughes, it was, man, shout yeah, out to him, man. That's yeah. a, now, yeah, now you speaking, yeah, you speaking, yeah. speaking right so, now, hey, real shit. That's real when shit, when though. when all of them like started posting, I was like, like, but it was just, and I'm looking at it, and what I like most about it was it was something that had never been done before. It was something that the internet had never seen before. It was innovative. Like, people ask me all the time, man, where the hell you get that? Where you get that suit? They don't even know where to get the suit from. They wouldn't even know where to get the suit from. I got the shit off Amazon, man. <laughs> Shout out to Amazon, man. You can get anything off of there. <laughs> you can get anything off of Amazon, man, for real. That's how I, that's real how I, that, shit. That's how I came up with that, man. And, and, yeah, like I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I was at when I was at Soldier Field last night, man. It was all different types of people. I was worried. Listen, I was worried that you wasn't gonna come. I was coming. Cause I went. Listen, I texted. I texted this nigga this morning, <laughs> right, Mikey? I said, Hey, man, you. Because he hit me up a few days ago and was like, "You still? Hey, we still good?" I said, "Yeah, we still good." But I didn't know if Laura sent him the media kit, so I hit him up this morning. And my text didn't go through. I was on a plane. I said, "What the fuck going on?" I was I on said, a plane. I said, "I just talked to this nigga, <laughs> homie," so and I'll go to your Instagram and I see, okay, he was just over there while the draft and everything was going on. So he was on Soldier Field, he yeah. was over there while the, you know, they they taking place for the draft. I said, "Oh man, this nigga ain't coming." I was coming, bro. I, I, I wouldn't do it. I ain't that jerk. type of nigga, man. Yeah, if today. if I say I'm coming, listen, if I say I'm coming, I'm coming, bro. I feel like in this industry, in this business, the only thing that you got is your word. I don't yeah. give a fuck how much money you got, who you know, who your friends with, what house you live in, what kind of car you drive. What is his word? I told you I was coming. And I and when you take when I when the plane landed and I saw the message I saw the like your message I was like he probably thought I was on some bullshit yeah. but yeah I normally get the Wi Fi when I was on the plane when I'm on the plane yeah. so that I still can communicate you, with my you people. Felt like flying cheap today. I, no, I went to sleep. I just went to sleep. <laughs> I, you want to pay for the Wi Fi? No, so I, no. I was tired. You know, you just said you seen me yeah, last night. Was. I was tired, so I got up early you this did morning. Jump the flight and I jumped the flight and I just I slept. I slept all the way here. I woke up. We was getting ready to land. 
And then the messages start coming through, and that's when I text you, like, oh, I just landed. Yeah, I'm coming. I just landed. He's like, I'm nine minutes away. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. took 30. Yeah, but no, I'm it was like seven, 17. But listen. You're on black folk time. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. on that too. I had Trust to stop me. at the hotel, drop my luggage off. If I knew y'all was here, you never told night, me none of that. Yeah, though. I did. <laughs> if I, I as long as you knew I was coming, I was like, long, he just didn't know I'm coming. I ain't getting no one play by play to where, look, I'm dropping off my Yo, luggage. Yo, he, he called me and everything. I told him I'm nine minutes away. He called me. Mojo, where you at? I said, man, I. I just told you. <laughs> I was nine minutes away. He like, all right, we waiting on you. He said, we ready to get this thing started. Man. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on my way, man. I ain't going to lie to you. Before we get out of here, because I'm going to explain to you. I've been looking to, um, I think it's funny, bro, because I want to put together um, like a mega panel mm-hmm. of like people that I know, right? I'm talking about like 12, 13 mics. Mm-hmm. Of everybody coming together, like yeah. people that I know, only fan chicks, and they got their followings. And yeah. you know, you got the comedians, you yeah. got everybody that'll move through the social media light. Yeah, I want to put together almost of um, kind of like a a super view. Yeah, that's a pay per view of everybody that you want to see in one room. Yeah, and we all sit down. I've been doing interviews, church. I'm like Tony Stark, my nigga. I've yeah. been looking for my Avengers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been going through that. I've been going through the list. Church, yeah, now that I can bring that'd in be dope for something crazy. I'll like I love the interviews. Like yeah. I love this one right here because yeah. I'm like, okay, I can. Mojo gonna bring some energy to it. Yeah. I can set him down with us. Yeah, put him with some OnlyFans chicks. Yeah, I'm gonna show out with them. You, I, you gonna? Sh- I love them. <laughs> I love them, boy. I love them. Tell them, Church. Tell Let me tell you something. You love them. I love y'all. Everything y'all do. <laughs> for real. My credit card people called me the other day. was like, we just want to verify this charge for OnlyFans. That was me. That was have me. You honestly, ever, do you, have you ever, you haven't got to mention no names. Have you ever subscribed yes. to somebody's OnlyFans? Yeah, to, to, yes, yeah. <laughs> Sometimes that's how you. That's that's the only way you can fuck them. You got you got to you got to subscribe. You're you not a subscribe. virtual fucker, are you? Yeah, I'm a, no, no. I subscribe. You, what I do is I subscribe, yeah. and I be like, bitch, I noticed you weren't answering them DMs on Instagram, so I came over here because I know you checking these. You know what I'm saying? Turd. So that Gilly Sue shit was real. <laughs> Man, listen, I'm, 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 I'm getting what I want. If, hey, I, listen, if I want, I'm coming to get it. I'll give you a phone call. Yeah. And tell you, man, right of your line. Let's do it. Until you come down. Let's do it. We got some bitches. Let's do got it. Some other comedians. Let's do it. Some other social media entertainment. Bro, you got we me all at the sit bitches. Down. Once you got the bitches here, that don't even. I guess that's all that matters. That's huh? all that matters. And the truth don't need no support. The Sharp Tank. No jumper. Sharpest, coolest podcast in the world. Hey, man. Hey, Cindy. Yes? You know, I taught you this before, baby. You ain't never held a pistol before. But do me a favor. Shoot us out the motherfucking gym. (laughs)